الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا مباركا طيبا فيه اللهم ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله النبي الكريم على خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد بن عبد الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى عليه واحدة صلى الله عشرة We begin by praising Allah Ta'ala Azza wa Jal and we allow the choices of mercies and blessings to be upon Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. For indeed the hadith which I've recited before you, wherein Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions that the one that confers one salawat durood upon him, Allah gives him ten rewards. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Azza wa Jal allow myself and yourself to keep our tongues moist with the salawat and durood of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And what a beautiful day, what an opportune moment for every one of us to engage in this beautiful ibadah of durood. The day of Jum'ah, we should try and set aside some time in this day to try and increase our recitation of durood and salawat. Ameen. My beloved brothers, I'm sure that you will agree with me and you will concur with me that time is moving very, very quickly. Just a few days ago, we enjoyed Eid al-Adha. And then before that, people were, there was a huge hype with regard to the Hujjaj going for Hajj and so on. And then just before that, we were in the beautiful days of Ramadan. And as you can see, how quick events are coming, how quick these moments are passing us, subhanAllah. Now we find ourselves in this beautiful month of Muharram. And you will see, mark my words, before we even know it, it will be Rabi al-Awwal, and then it will be Rajab, and then it will be Ramadan again, and so on. So time is moving at a very quick pace, and sometimes we end to be lagging behind. My beloved brothers, from the very outset, let me remind myself and yourself that death is inevitable. And every one of us will taste death. Our time, our time on earth is limited. And we will be responsible and answerable for how we spend our time on earth. But alhamdulillah, not all is gloom and doom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala azza wa jal is the most merciful. And he blesses us with opportunities after opportunities. Wherein we can introspect, reflect, ponder and make a sincere resolution in turning towards him. Alhamdulillah, we find ourselves in this beautiful month of Muharram. What is the meaning of Muharram? In basic Arabic language, Muharram basically means forbidden. It means forbidden. Why? Because even before the advent of Islam, unlawful acts were forbidden in this month of Muharram. Unlawful acts were forbidden in this month of Muharram, especially the shedding of blood. There is also another meaning to Muharram. And if you look at the root word, it will be haram. And haram also would mean sacred. As we have Masjid al-Haram and so on. So subhanallah, we find that this month has been sanctified. While we are on the topic of time, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the earth, and when time was created, 
we found that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala azza wa jal allowed it to be within 12 months, within the period of 12 months, which make up a year. Of these 12 months, in the ayah that I've recited before you, mention is made of four months which are sacred. Mention is made of four months which are sacred. Now just on this point, my beloved brothers, you know, we find a lot of people out there, and let's call a spade a spade. A lot of people out there would reject the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu They reject the hadith of Nabi sallallahu Now in this ayah of the Holy Quran, mention is made of four months. Where do we know which four months it is all about? Where do we learn about which four months it is? We will need to turn towards the hadith. So one of the four sacred months which has been made mentioned of is Muharram, and the others will be Dhul Qa'da, Dhul Hajjah, and Rajab. So my beloved brothers, Alhamdulillah, yeah, we have an opportune moment, a beautiful month of Muharram, wherein we can try and increase our acts of goodness. Ameen. Ibn Kathir, in his tafsir, states that when we find ourselves in an auspicious month, in a sacred month, then the acts that we will do in this month, the reward will be multiplied. The reward will be multiplied. So Alhamdulillah, we find ourselves in this beautiful month of, of, of Muharram, and Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned, أَفْضَلُ الصِّيَامِ بَعْدَ الرَّمَضَانِ شَحْرُ اللَّهِ الْمُحَرَّمِ The best of fasting after Ramadan is in Allah's month of Muharram. The best of fasting after Ramadan is in Allah's month of Muharram. So for those of us that can engage in fasting, Alhamdulillah, opportunity and a moment for us to try and fast in this month, inshallah. Talking about how we find ourselves in a sacred month or in a sacred place, for example, if you go to Masjid al-Haram, in Makkah al-Mukarramah, and if you do a good deed or you perform one salah there, it is multiplied by 100,000 times. We should also take care and remember that if you have to sin in that auspicious month or in that auspicious place, then that sin will also be multiplied. So we should always be cognizant and we should remind ourselves with regards to the auspiciousness of the various places we go to, the sacredness of the places that we go to, as well as the timings the way we find ourselves in, inshallah. In this blessed month of Muharram, one of the days which we should try and take the maximum benefit from is none other than the 10th day of Muharram, which is also known as Ashura. And it has been advised for us to try and fast in this day. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to Medina Al-Munawwara, he found that the Jews were fasting on this day. And when he inquired, why do you fast on this day? They said, because it was on this day that Musa Alayhi Salam was rescued and saved and Fir'aun was drowned. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had advised the Ummah to try and fast on this day. But, but Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has also advised us that we should be different from other people. We should try and make ourselves different and apart from other religions and sects. And he advised us to either fast on the 9th or the 10th or the 10th or the 11th of Muharram to make us distinct from the Jews and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well grant us understanding. Ameen. Another point that I want to focus on is one of the, there's a hadith wherein Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has mentioned, whoever expands his spending on his family on the day of Ashura, 
Allah will inflate his sustenance for the rest of the year. So subhanAllah, I think the women folk will love to hear this hadith. SubhanAllah, I'm, just, I'm sure you will agree with me on that one. So whoever expands his spending on his family on the day of Ashura, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala azza wa will increase his sustenance for that year. Now my beloved brothers, yes, we should try and spend on our families on this day. But, but we should remember it will not be desirable of us to engage in debt or to take a debt and start taking loans to start spending on our families. We need to have a fine balance between being thrifty and being extravagant. And that too, when we spend our families, let us spend within our means. This is very, very important. We should spend within our means. As the saying famously goes, one man's need is another man's greed. One man's greed is another man's need. One man's greed is another man's need. So when we go out and we, go, we, we purchase commodities and items, let us make sure these are the items which are relevant and things which we will need. I think every one of you will concur with me that we are finding ourselves in an unstable financial climate. And we need to look after our pennies. And at times we should always try and reflect and be considerate of those around us who are not as fortunate as myself and yourself. And inshallah, when we go out on the 10th day of Ashura, on the 10th day of Muharram, on the day of Ashura, and we begin to spend on our families and so on, then let us also try and spend on those that are less fortunate than myself and yourself. So we need to draw a fine balance between being thrifty and being extravagant. You know, these are, there, there are different trends which are running in our communities nowadays. Different crazy trends, you know. And one of the crazy trends is people go out to buy things which they don't need. People will just make it as an outing to go out to the shopping centers, to go just, just as, a, as, as a going out, just to go and buy extravagant items which there is no need for. So we need to be cognizant of this fact. You know, talking of crazy trends, <laughs> something comes to my mind. You know, uh, nowadays when people take out selfies, of course, that's an, uh, a discussion in its own. But I don't understand them. Why would they protrude their lips? I don't, I don't get it. They protrude their lips and they take out uh, selfies. Are you not happy with the features that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala azza wa has given you? So we as Muslims, we are from the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We need to realize who we are. We need to realize our identity. And we need to realize that we are unique and we are serious about life. So we should not be caught up in these crazy trends which are floating around in different communities and across the globe. Let us be smart. Let us be smart. Let us understand who we are. So we should be very, very, very careful not to be involving ourselves in different kinds of uh, trends and so on. My beloved brothers, uh, the second part of my discussion here this afternoon, I would like to speak a bit about what is happening on the borders of Turkey and Syria. Indeed, this has been a very sore point for the Ummah for the last seven years. Before that, every one of us were highlighted and made aware of the plight of the Muslims down in Palestine. And then came about this entire scenario and, 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 and the, the disaster, a man-made disaster, and once again afflicting my brothers and your brothers, the people of Syria. Over the years, a lot of fighting has taken place. It was used as a proxy by many different entities to conduct their the, the, the fighting and so on. But what has happened over the years, the innocent population and the civilians have been pushed out 
to the province of Idlib. So from the entire of Syria, the entire country of Syria, as the fighting had, many, had went on, people became IDPs, internally displaced persons. People were being moved and moved and moved. A lot of them became refugees, and a significant amount of them had become internally displaced persons, with the maximum concentration of these people being in the province of Idlib. So right now, I'm sure most of you have been hearing in the media that there is going to be some kind of fighting which is going to be erupting. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we live in a time where there is not much compassion, there is not much understanding, and there's a lot of egos, and there's a lot of different agendas which is floating around. And people have their own agendas which they want to play out. Nevertheless, three million Syrians, three million Sunni Syrians are now at the brink of becoming refugees. Alhamdulillah, I have visited the region on numerous occasions. And yes, there are many, many refugees on the, Syrian, on the Turkish side as well as the Jordanian side. But there is a greater amount of internally displaced people on the Syrian side. And now the greatest risk and the fear is that these 3 million IDPs are about to become refugees. Can you understand what a humanitarian issue this will become? Imagine over a span of a few days, we still can pray and we still make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it doesn't go that way. But everything is pointing in that direction that these 3 million Syrians are going to become refugees. So can you imagine for the humanitarians out there, the humanitarian organizations and the relief organizations, how or what a threat this is on us as well in order for us to prepare for these, kind of, for, for these people. Looking at the latest statistics, people are already on the move, moving closer towards the border. So my beloved brothers, you know, when we're speaking of the day of Ashura and you know, on, on spending, you know, with regards to extravagance and you know, how important it is for us to also be thrifty at times, let us keep in mind that there are many people out there in the world that are less fortunate than me and you. Wallahi, I, wallahi, I say to you, on numerous occasions, I've come across people where a, a morsel of food, a morsel of food means so much. For us, it may be insignificant. For them, a morsel of food means the world. And this is the reality in the world that we are living in today. So Alhamdulillah, in these blessed days, in these blessed moments, it's of utmost of imperative importance that we also need to think about those that are less fortunate. And also on that point, we have to educate our children around us. We need to educate our children around us in the same way how we take our children out to the shopping centers and on extravagant holidays and so on. We need to also take them to certain places in the world and show them the plight of people and how people live. We need to show them, let them, let them bond themselves with orphans. Let them bond themselves with the poor. Nowadays, everyone wants to be with the rich and famous. You know, talking and selfies, I don't know why that's coming into my mind so much. That's like the, the new trend. Everybody wants to take out a selfie with somebody who's famous. You know, I'm not saying that that is correct. I'm not saying that selfies are correct. Don't get me wrong. I'm just talking of the different trends which is happening. Before they would say, you need to get a, a, a signature from a very famous person. Nowadays, you don't need the signature. You're just going to take out a selfie. And I've got proof that I've been with X, Y, or Z. Subhanallah. What I'm saying, in the same manner, we need to place greater emphasis wherein our children can spend time with the poor and needy. 
if you want to instill the best of values into your children then we need to let them spend time with those that are less fortunate and wallahi my brothers look around us look around us i know there's a saying that says that charity begins at home charity begins at home and i want to say and i want to congratulate and commend all of our communities across the length and breadth of south africa in particular the muslim community for indeed we are doing a great deal we are doing a great deal to empower and to uplift the people around us and alhamdulillah if you just go back into our records and you look as a muslim ummah as a muslim ummah as a south african community how much we have done to uplift and empower those that are less fortunate around us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows but it is also important that we need to highlight this to the masses around us so that they never forget the contribution that muslims have made on all whether it's on the political level whether it's on a social level whether it's on a financial level on every sector alhamdulillah muslims have excelled and this is something we need to make sure that continues so the legacies that we have begun especially the legacies of our forefathers and the baitin that we are now sitting with what plans or what projections have we made to pass over this legacy or this baitin of legacy to generations to come so alhamdulillah my beloved brothers I can see the time is of the essence and time is already timing out and as we can see this afternoon we've been speaking a lot about time may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala azawajal grant us the understanding of time we need to understand this commodity of time time is something that you cannot buy as they say in the financial and the business world the time is also money but I want to say to you that the time that we have on the earth the time that we have on the earth it's limited and we need to try and increase our acts of goodness we need to try and increase our charitable acts even personally personally we need to look at ourselves what ibadah am i engaging in am i steadfast on my salah am i engaging in in in, in my in my zakah am i taking cognizant and cognizant good steps to improve my own spirituality because time is limited time is limited you go back and see how many janazas we have day in and day out tomorrow today it's somebody else tomorrow it just may be me you and i so may allah azza wa jalla grant us understanding with these words we say to you wa sallallahumma sayyidina nabiyyina muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahu akbar allahu akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيال الصلاة كثيرا مباركا طيبا فيه الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله بنعمة الإيمان الحمد لله الحمد لله بنعمة الإسلام الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي على كل حال ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله اللهم ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله النبي الكريم على خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين على نبي الرحمة على رحمة للعالمين على سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد بن عبد الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات أما بعد وقال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد إن عدة الشهور عند الله إثنى عشر شهرا إثنى عشر شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والأرض منها أربعة حرم ويا أيها الناس ويا أيها الشباب أولا كل عام وأنتم بخير وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أفضل الصيام بعد الرمضان شهر الله المحرم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من تشبه بقوم فهو منهم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من حسن الإسلام المرء 
ترقوه ما لا يعنيه ويا ايها الناس ويا ايها الشباب يتذكر الموت يتذكر الموت وقال الله تعالى في القران المجيد كل نفس ذائقه الموت بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا بالايات والذكر الحكيم انه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر رؤوف رحيم ورب حليم الحمد لله استعينه واستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئًا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات جزا الله جزا الله عنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حيان عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله عنهم مجمعين رضي الله, رضي الله عنهم مجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادن ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن حبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين ينونهم ثم الذين ينونهم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم صر دينك وكتابك وصنة نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم يا حي يا قيوم اللهم بارك لنا 
اللهم بارك لنا يا رحمن الدنيا والآخرة يا ذا الجلال والإكرام وصل اللهم سيدنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تنفرون كم الصلاة الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا كانت لهم جنات الفردوس نزلا خالدين فيها لا يبغون عنها حولا قل لو كان البحر مدادا لكلمات ربي لنفد البحر قبل أن تنفد قبل أن فدكلمات ربي ولو جئنا بمثله مددا قل إنما أنا بشر مثلكم يوحى إلي أنما يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد 
فمن كان يرجو لقاء ربه فليعمل عملا صالحا فليعمل عملا صالحا ولا يشرك بعبادة ربه أحدا الله الله لمن حميدا الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين القارعة ما القارعة وما أدراك ما القارعة يوم يكون الناس كالفراش المبثوث وتكون الجبال كالعهن المنفوش فأما من ثقلت موازينه فهو في عيشة راضية وأما من خفت موازينه فأمه هاوية وما أدراك ما هي نار حامية الله الله لمن حميدا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا قوي يا عزيز يا ذا الجلال والإكرام أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت حين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر إخواننا في سوريا والفلسطين وفي برما وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اغفر لنا ارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا هب لنا من نزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم بارك لنا في حياتنا وفي صحتنا وفي صوتنا وفي رزقنا وفي تجارتنا وفي أعمالنا يا رب العالمين 
اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدي ولاستاذنا ولجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الاحياء والاموات برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم ارحم موتانا اللهم ارحم موتانا وموتى المسلمين وصل اللهم سيدنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات جزا الله عنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله وصلى الله على النبي الأمي سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين